Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello everybody, welcome back to Roll the Roost podcast. How are you doing, Spooky? Yeah, I'm really good. Obviously, I'm a Tottenham supporter. What do you want me to say? Is it, is it entitlement? I don't know. Like I'm, I'm coming away from a 2-2 draw away at Old Trafford thinking, that was good, but yeah, you know. Oh, I, was, I was frustrated. I think everybody was, um, regardless of the, the narratives around injuries and and illness and the rest of it. Um, I don't think... Like, the, 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 the narrative in my head this season is, as much as all the results and all the games matter, and I want Tottenham to win as many games as possible, it's just how Spurs make me feel game to game. Now, does that make me a melt? Yeah, it probably does make me a melt, but I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable. If if I have to identify as a melt, that's what I'm going to do. And off the back of that United game... Yeah, we we probably should have won, but to be fair, we would have won had we had a Madison in mid in in you know the attacking um, final third, a Saar or, or, or on form Basuma in in the middle. It would have been enough to give us an edge over a very messy Man United team. Um, so as frustrating as the draw was. I just came away from from that from from watching that game, thinking there's so much good about Tottenham at the minute, the togetherness, the brotherhood, you know, just the way Ange Postecoglou talks about his players, like you know they, they run through brick walls for him, um, but it's because of Postecoglou that they they're able to to do that. So I don't think it's entitlement. I think we've suffered enough. Um, over the last few years, and we've not been able to to enjoy our football, which is it's such a fundamental thing. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you have to enjoy football, right? That's the whole point of it. And, and this is what I was banging on about on the on the post match pod is that I know with Spurs and we have this you know let's not curse everything type mentality, but I do think we need to get better at just saying as a fan base we're good, we're a good side. We don't need yeah. to caveat everything with you're not proper Spurs unless you think these disaster scenarios are going to happen. Just sometimes own the fact we're a good side and be, I'm going to say it, be brave enough just to admit that because I we went 1-0 down against Manchester United away at Old Trafford and I didn't think for any second, oh, that's it, game over. Like it would have been in days gone by. It would be like, okay, mm. nice one. That's annoying. That's frustrating. It's annoying that Hoyland, of course, of course he scored against us. Of course. But once I sort of shook that off, despite the fact that we didn't have our you know first choice 11 available to us, I just feel now as a fan that Ange Postacoglu has, inst- has instilled a mentality into the club, not just into the players, into the entire club, that we can come back from pretty much anything. Dare I say, like, you know, had we this mentality... No, I'm not going to say it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that. Um, <laughs> I just I, I just feel we are doing something very special. And I, the, the thing is, and I don't want this to be seen as me taking anything away from him. I don't think it's just him, though. I suddenly feel like the club overall has turned a corner. A corner? Turned a corner. Shout out to Connor Mummery, who might be listening, but um, <laughs> turned a corner and it feels like he's the cherry on top of it all and and this system and this philosophy. But I'm suddenly as a Spurs fan now thinking, we're the shit, you know, like we're, we're actually like FFP's got teeth. Yeah. We've yeah. got, we, we do have this kind of global, globally recognized brand now. We've got somebody like, God, a globally recognized brand. That's disgusting. I can't believe I even just said that, but you know what I mean. 
Um, <laughs> Wash your mouth out. Radu Jagishin turned down Bayern Munich to come to Tottenham. And as ridiculous as the banter accounts are trying to make that seem, you sort of think, well, you know, Bayern obviously an, an incredible historic club. They may well go and win the Champions League this season. But Premier League's where it's at. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think people outside of England look at Spurs with this same lol Tottenham type mentality. I think most people now look at Spurs and think they're a good club. Maybe in the same way 10, 15 years ago, people were starting to look at Atletico Madrid, how they'd always mm. been the little brother of Real Madrid. But really, a lot of people outside of Spain were like, no, nah, Atletico are a serious team now. They're, they're, they're like a they're a major European club again. And I, I think a lot of people probably feel that way about Spurs, right, outside of England. Yeah, I, 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 this is this is this is worthy of a dissertation. Just the whole the whole fandom, especially online, with with, with how football is digested and, and spoken about. You know, you had Henri cracking a joke at an award ceremony oh, about off, Tottenham, you know. right? It, it's it, but it's a meme, it, it, and it's you can either take it personally and 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 get triggered by it, or you can just laugh because. Who cares? I mean, they're talking about us. They're always talking about us. They they never stop talking about us. Do you know what I mean? And none of us are going to start slapping people, Will Smith style, because we don't really care. I mean, genuinely, I, I find it funny when 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 it, I, I'm more bothered about Tottenham supporters slagging off Tottenham than I am about people from on the outside because rival fans are always going to do that. But you know Spurs. If you, if you put on uh, stick Henri on a panel and he talks about football as a professional pundit, you know much like Ian Wright has as as, as countless times has, has delivered good positive things about Spurs because you can't lie to yourself. I mean you can if 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 you if you're a certain type of presenter that's just looking for the quick win. Um, so on a professional level, why why would a player abroad look away from Tottenham considering how difficult it is to sign for a bigger club that does win things and there's what one in England that does that consistently at the minute um, you know you want to be able to play football and the Premier League is, is far bigger than Bayern Munich obviously and it's the, the biggest most popular league in the in, in, in the world so you want to come to to a, a club that allows you that to showcase your abilities and your talents and say what you like about Tottenham. We're never going away. We're always there. We're always in amongst it. Our problems are that lack of true ruthless energy that you need as a club to be able to go in there and get the job done. And I think we've been with, with, with say what you like about Daniel Levy. And I'm sure people will say whatever they want about Daniel Levy. He's the, the best description was, you know, he's, a, uh, a top four chairman that doesn't know how to make us into a top one team, right? And I think that's fair. He's tried lots of different things, uh, all failed experiments, out of desperation, and we kind of needed to pull back from that and think, well, hold on a minute. What are we trying to do here? We're trying to win, right? Ultimately, everyone is. But how do we go about it uh, that isn't chaotic and isn't desperate? And I think that's what we've done, to allude to what you said. That's what we've done infrastructure-wise, scouting, data, the, the type of manager that we've got, the type of players that we're signing, the, the generational players that we have at the, at, the, at the club potentially. It's the foundation that you want. And after this, there's a second phase to it, and that's when you need that killer instinct. And, and you know, but, but we're competing against seasoned teams that do this for, you know, they do it every, every season, Man City. They know how to win because they've won. And they've done so because of money. And we need to kind of try and break into that. I'm waffling, mate. I've, I've probably no, got away no. from your, the original point. But really my that, point mate. is, there's nothing negative about what Spurs are doing. Yeah, we've got it wrong. Many, many times. Too many times. And we've been quite passive and um, naive. And I don't, Levy is not a footballing person. Many owners are not footballing people. So there's got to be an ego detachment from the board and Levy to allow footballing people to make footballing decisions I think he's and for done the club though, to right? back them. Well, he is, but obviously the narrative will be, well, and they're talking about the last 20 years. And, and people, again, it falls into, to kind of wrap it all up, it falls back into the whole meme culture mm. and the whole laughing at Tottenham. 
like professionals in the game. You look at Madison. I've never seen a player more joyful, more happy and content to, 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 to signing for Tottenham. Players on the outside looking in do not look away from a, a, a team that's in London. Massive stadium. Can pay the wages now. Probably will get European football again. And and there's been spoken about positively by everybody within the game. All everything else is noise. Oh, you've not you don't win trophies. Yeah, nobody actually wins trophies, mate. We, we're trying to win trophies, and it is incredibly frustrating that we don't. But but, but we but we our endeavour is to get there, and that's attractive, and it's attractive for you know the players, and and it's it's a testament really to what we've how quickly football changes, right from feeling like you're not going to renew your season ticket or go back to Spurs to not to count in the the seconds until the next game of football in in what a summer and and that's that's how, why football is bonkers why Tottenham is bonkers uh, and why you just got to tether yourself into it because this could this could go really well for us it might not you know the odds are stacked against us but again that's that's part of the journey um, as part of why we follow football because of the ups and downs, but mostly because we want, you know, we we, we want the ups and not the, the, down the, the sun, downs. don't we? Really, like um... every football fan does. That's you know, but if you don't get it, you you need to feel like you belong to something that's tangible and something that energizes you and galvanizes you, and you you know you win, lose, or draw, you feel a connection with with, with them. And I, I don't think there's anything. Tottenham are doing right now that feels superficial and that is that is for the moment I'm not forgiving them for all the missteps but from boardroom down to ball boy you know and every everything in between um it's working and and it's very very early days but it's 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 looking good mate it's looking really good I mean this is something I've been sort of toying with in my head as much as anything mate because I would say for the most part I'm I'm a bit of a fence sitter with Levy, always have been. I probably veer more towards critical than I do positive, I would say. Um, but, you know, it probably wouldn't be enough for somebody that is like ardently Levy out, you know. I don't know. It goes between, I'm sure it's the same for you, mate. I get a mixed bag on Twitter where I'm called too negative or I'm called too happy clappy. Do you know what I mean? It's binary. It's, it's just the way that it, yeah. it's the economy, right? You and, either have to be one side or the other. There's no in-between. There's no complexities and there's no context. It's just scream and shout at each other all, all the time. But like when I when I do think about and and I do think we've, you know, we've made missteps. The Olympic Stadium, for example, the massive fact one. Yeah. That even though we are in this place now and you can point to it being a gradual build, a, a calculated kind of plan, all that type of yeah. thing. There's been moments in our history, you know, the Bale Modric team, the you know, Kane, Kane, Eriksson, Deli Alley, Walker Rose type team, where we could have probably slapped down a, a wedge and maybe won the Premier League, and we didn't do that because it didn't fit within this plan, this schedule. And we can only hope that we've arrived in that place now. This January transfer window thus far has been very encouraging. It's showing that the club are quick and willing to address problem areas in the squads. Problem areas that need addressing with immediacy, not kind of with a with a projected view and tomorrow. It feels like we are, you know, making signings for now. Um, yeah. And I do. I also sort of, I look to Everton. I look to yeah. even a Newcastle. I look to a Chelsea. The way they're sort of going now. United, who we've just played, and I do sort of think. For everything that he has done wrong, the sort of net or at least the the infrastructure that Levy put in place probably quite early in one of the first blocks in his time in charge of Tottenham has sort of done us all right, really, hasn't it? Like since since we've started on our upward curve under Martin Yo, I think that's the point that we can identify yeah. really yeah. as the beginning of the boom, if you like, we've not really ever regressed from that point. No, we've had no, we haven't. We seasons haven't. and kind of dull periods, but we've always been all right. 
yeah it's 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 one of these things it's, it's why we're it's why I, I kind of playfully get triggered by people banging on about one trophy in 20 years yeah. and like i'm sure they don't speak like that but um you know i i think that's fair enough and, and it's mental the amount of semi-finals we've lost yeah we've lost a fair few cup finals in recent years and you think at some point you've got to be lucky enough to win one of them and we haven't and that's just one of those things. It's frustrating. We haven't not tried to win anything. And, and, and a lot of the time, people go, well, if we had a better squad. Mate, we got to the final. We had a good enough squad to get to the final and beat all the teams beforehand. So so it's a 50-50 on the day. We know what cup finals are like. So it's down to the football on the day, losing to on penalties or or just being outclassed by that, that, that fraud Mourinho when he wasn't a fraud, you know, in, in, in another final... And obviously the Champions League final, we don't need to, to, to relive that. There's been moments where you think could have happened. It, sh- it should have happened and it, and it hasn't. And that's just the way it is. So when you when you look back at his tenure, like um, the, 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 the issue has been that he, it feels like when he talks about redevelopment of, of Tottenham, there's a passion there. And when he talks about Tottenham, it feels like a, a, a byproduct of everything else that he's doing at the football club. Now, I'm not not saying he doesn't want to win things because you'd think from a business model perspective, if you are successful on the pitch, you're genuinely su- successful on the pitch, you're going to make, make even more money. I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? That's, the, that's fundamentally what the football club should be about, the football. You know, Levy is Levy. There's a lot that can be said, probably not on this podcast, about him, about the type of character he is and the personality he is and the way that he works day to day. A lot of things that I've heard, a lot of things that mm. I'm sure a lot of people know about him. Fine. It's just, you know, to get to that point, you have to be a particular type of person, right? Just the way that you think and the way that you negotiate and the way that you, you look at things. You know, people that are incredibly rich and not normal compared to the rest of us because you have to be wired a certain way so what he's been able to do whether you like it or not has been fairly phenomenal whether you you, you whether you kind of sigh oh god hotspur way war a trophy <laughs> because best stadium modern stadium in the world war a tro- but they're, they're, they're great and important and vital things this this fallacy around we died when we left White Hart Lane. We, if we were still there, we'd be dead. We, we, we would not be in a position to be able to do anything. So, yeah, since 2006, when Sky Sports Top 4 started to degrade and the gap closed, you know, we had to catch up. Ten, We, ha- we were lagging behind 10, 15 years. And we were lagging behind because of Irving Scholar. You know, newsflash, Tottenham have never really had great chairmans. Never really had great owners. We've we've been, we've we've been. Martin Cloak wrote an article for the Fighting Cock, which kind of covered it. And when you look back in history, going all the way back to Bill Nicholson, we never really had a great board. We've made some really clumsy decisions all of the time. And maybe that's just a, maybe that's a reality for most football clubs, right? Apart from the lucky few. So, for us to get our house in order, to to kind of get to a position where we are contending, it took a long time to catch up. A long time to catch up, and it's the problem has been is when we've caught up, we've been distracted by the stadium rebuild, moving out White Hart Lane, knocking it down, Wembley, all the other things, and I think that's where you know if people think I'm a happy clapper, probably am. People think I'm I'm pro Levy and I'm a Levy apologist, definitely not. I just don't get upset and angry and foam at the mouth about stuff like this. Like if Levy left, great. Let's see what the next man can do. I'm going to take it per- personally. It, the most important thing to me is Tottenham. Unfortunately, you have to deal with the custodians on the pitch, in the dugout, in the boardroom. Levy is not a footballing man. I've said it before. And the, we haven't had that ruthlessness in the moment to really go for it. And, we, and we've had those opportunities under Pochettino, maybe. Probably the only real one. Conte was a mistake. Mourinho before him was a mistake. Nuno I don't know what that was. Um, so it's not an easy in, 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 endeavour when you're dealing with clubs that have a history off the back of Sky um, and the money made and the, the golfing class that, that, that was there. It's, a, it's, it's difficult to puncture them 
but we're always in amongst it. We're always there. We're always trying to. We just need to find that extra step. Maybe, possibly, he's learned his lesson. Maybe he stepped back from the footballing decisions. The fact that what we've done in January, you know, say what you want about the player signed or how long it took, negotiations, that's, that's very unlike Spurs in the past. So culturally, something has shifted. Mm. And rather than sit here and moan about, well, it's leave, it's bound to go wrong. And, you know, you, you could get knocked over by a car tomorrow, God forbid. You know, like, the, what, are you going to worry about something that hasn't happened yet? You might as well dream and believe and have faith in, 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 in something. But I don't know, maybe those are weak, weaknesses, you know, to, 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 to fantasize about winning something is, is a weakness. But that's all we've got at the moment mm. until the team deliver. Well, here's one for you then, mate, on on this track. Because we, we, we're kind of talking about times where we haven't capitalised. We're talking about times when we feel that we could have come close if we'd have pushed it a bit harder. And that, that's us as fans because we want that day in the sun, right? Like you say, business people are often wired differently. Yeah. And maybe a business person might be less prone to losing themselves to a moment, an emotional moment. If they have a clearly defined roadmap if they have a plan they have a you know a calculated approach towards operating a football club taking the required steps to be a success basically all the boring stuff that we don't want to think about as fans we want to think about come on we've got such a good team if we just add a top 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 class you know central midfielder into the mix to play alongside Dembele now that Wanyama's sort of crocked. If we can just add somebody in there or if we can just replace Carl Walker sufficiently, maybe we can get back. And if they're thinking, well, no, we're not going to drop 50, 60 mil on players yet because stadium's not built. We've got X debts here. We've got this there everywhere, right? Because they've got a vision on tomorrow, on that tomorrow that I've so bemoaned on here over the past few years that we're always yeah. living for tomorrow. Question I put to you though, mate, is after that sort of waffle, is do you think we're actually there now though? Do you, do you because as I was saying to you at the start of this, when I do look at the infrastructure, I look at the stadium, I look at FFP having teeth, I look at the the boardroom, I look at the 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 team of footballing professionals that has yeah. been assembled over the past couple of years, really now. It feels like we're putting those pieces in place because it's a suggestion that right now, now the football, this is it. This is when we, we're here now. We're making, we're so profitable. We're one of the most profitable sporting, not football clubs, sporting clubs, sporting entities on the face of the planet now. We have a huge, I know I called us a global brand earlier, but we do have a huge global brand now. It feels like now it's kind of like there is that focus on success on the pitch and it feels as though we are getting that. We're scouting all these incredible young players. Like The business we've been doing for the past few years is close to spotless. All right, there's a Jed Spence in there, here and there. But the type of players we've been signing, if you look at, if you look at the team now, you look at play, players like Destiny Doggy, players like Vicario, mm. who walk into 99% of teams on the face of the planet. We're doing that. We're, we're kind of doing Brighton on an, on an elevated level. Do you know what I mean? Like we yeah, are, yeah. we're signing the 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 superstars of supposedly tomorrow, but who are already unbelievable, and we're adding to that with, like you say, whatever you want to say about somebody like Timo Werner, somebody who's a proven Premier League player, who's experienced, who's a Champions League winner, who yeah. can fill in a position that we need somebody to fill in on. And we're not with the the club as they previously probably would have done. Would have said, "You got Brian Hill, mate, do you know?" Now they're like, yeah. "Okay, fine, we'll give you that player because you need that player. You want another centre back? All right, we're not going to make you play with Eric Dyer. We'll let we'll acquiesce. Well, he can go. We'll bring in this other lad for 30, 40 mil, whatever we did spend on Jagerson. Yeah, I, I am starting to feel like because again, already I'm sort of seeing quite a few Spurs fans. And 
I don't think this is much about an issue about the whole culture of the club, the whole culture of the fan base at, at, at large. This is just people being realistic of given the amount of games and such we've lost this season, in part. But I do also look at this season and I still think we don't have to like, we don't have to caveat this. We don't have to say, oh, in a couple of years, we're going to be amazing. I truly believe we could win the Premier League this year. Like, I honestly oh. believe that. I really do. And I'm oh. not saying it's going to happen. It could happen, though, like just based on, on how much of a flux the Premier League is in at the minute. In and terms also of the top just end. how good we are, mate. Because I really do think we are amazing. I think we're properly, properly good. And results like that at Old Trafford really solidify that for me. And I, I'd, I'd be flying right now, of course, if we'd have beaten them, if we'd have managed to snatch one right at the end. Yeah. But equally, what I say kind of... in counter to that is had we lost that game had that McTominay header gone under the bar in the whatever it was 94th minute or something like that and they'd have won that I wouldn't have sat here thinking "Ah, actually you know what we're getting ahead of ourselves and and just maybe needs a bit more time and you know these players aren't actually that good and I'd still be thinking that's annoying but that's what United do at Old Trafford and it's a cursed fixture for us but I still think we're amazing Hmm. So I don't. I, I think the the security I have now is that we don't have these sort of mental fluctuations on such an immediate results based level. If that makes sense, right? I'm, yeah, I can yeah. see a bigger yeah. picture now, and I think we're just we're the bollocks. <laughs> to put it short, yeah, the, too long didn't read. It's the, the the here's the thing about football, right? In the summer, we would not have predicted any of this and we would have probably we probably would have thought we'd finish in sixth around about that position weren't sure about Postacoglu what his capacity was to to adjust to the Premier League how quickly it would take how quickly it would take for the training to change and and everything else and then we've had this kind of really overly dramatic season with injuries, hamstrings and, and, and the suspensions and everything else that's been happening um, with, with losing players this month to international duty. And yet somehow that's actually solidified my faith in Postacoglu even more because, you know, you bang on about tests, uh, you bang on about, um, uh, you bang on about, uh, needing to see something that is tangible that 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 is proof that Postacoglu knows what he's doing and the players are reacting to him uh, having those additional obstacles chucked in has has solidified it even further like it's made me even it's made me think even with with everything that's happening you still see a system in there oh you got 10 players out mate system's still there they're still playing it out from the back with supreme confidence, even if your heart is in your mouth, there's still pass and movement and, and pressing, and and everyone knows what they're doing, and they're all playing for each other, and they all protect each other, and they all believe in in the synergy that they're trying to uh, to um, to kind of create in 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 the moment. So that's that's why I, you know when when we've lost this season, I'll be like, okay, all right. I mean, I can make excuses. Maybe Postacoglu got it wrong here. Maybe this player didn't play well. Maybe we were let down by that player. It's fine. You can criticise. You can definitely talk about Brennan Johnson and 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 you know him being thrown in into the deep end more or less because he, he probably doesn't shouldn't be playing every week. And there's all these little narratives, and that changes the way that you think. Because in the summer, if you said to me, "Do you reckon you're going to win the league this season?" I'd be like, "Mate, what are you drinking?" Can I have some? Because it's not, it's that's stupid. Why would you put that type of pressure on yourself and, and, and the team? We, we haven't enjoyed football for four years. Can we, can we go one step at a time? And yeah, Spurs being Spurs, it's delivered every, every kind of beat that you wanted to hit and feel rather um, along the way that we've, we've hit that beat. And we're in a position now where because other clubs are struggling a little bit, not to say that, you know, City won't go on to win the next 15 games on the trot. Um, the reality is that we, we could, with players back and, and Touchwood, no more major injuries for the rest of the season. We could do something almost like a, one of those fairy tale things that you, you, you hear about now and again that comes out of nowhere 
Um, and I don't know where that puts us for next season. I mean, I'm really going down the fantasy route here, but you know, we, we, we're, we'd be so way ahead of schedule because we've we've won something off the back of a, a supposedly a transitional season. So personally, yeah, I entertain that fantasy because why not? Like, it makes football interesting. You don't know what's going to happen. It only takes a run of games for it to all change one way or the other. So you might as well just see what happens. And if it happens, we, we break football and it's glorious. If it doesn't, probably we'll challenge for the title next season or the season after in a really impactful way that is undisputable in terms of being a, a title challenge rather than being a team that's on the outskirts flirting with it. And that's just one season. A couple windows. This window isn't even done yet. Um, let alone what we what we're going to need to do in the summer if we do qualify. If we do qualify for the Champions League, you know, there, there's more work to be done, and it's just not. Let's not. Let's not put too much pressure on ourselves. Make it playful pressure, but let's not expect more than. Um, let's not distort what's actually happening here. Because it's taken a long time for us to to get over prime Pochettino. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how close, how good we were. That was probably one of the best modern teams to not win the title, you know. And, and we we lost the title to a Conte machine. And you look back and you think, fair enough. I mean, they were a machine. And they weren't a particularly attractive one. But they got the job done. Um, whereas uh, we lost four games that season. You know, 86 points. Yeah. I mean, incredible, incredible side. Which I think at that time would have won the Premier League like on 12, 13 occasions or something. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, and this isn't a Spursy thing. It's just, I mean, maybe it is to some people, but it's just the way football is. Football, you know, you can be the best version of yourself. And I think that's what we need as Spurs fans. We just need to know that the club are the best version of themselves. And we're doing everything. We're doing everything to, to to try and be the best. And if you fall short because there's someone's that someone is better than you, you've got to be philosophical about it. I mean, you, people won't. Oh, we should have spent an extra 10 million in the window, 20 million in the window. On mm. you, People are always going to have those discussions. Why didn't They're we just have give Chelsea the 50 mil for Conor Gallagher? We only offered 42, typical Levy, you know. Those things will, and sometimes people are right about those type of things. We've had occasions in the past where yeah. we we haven't pulled the trigger on certain players. Jack Grealish, I know there was discussions, and they were Aston Villa got bought, and then it kind of fell apart, and then he goes for a hundred million, which is a ridiculous amount of money. You know, he's proper no person as well. He really is. Oh, he would fit in like like there's certain players that would fit into this team, and I think more than ever. I'm confident about um, about how, like you said, what we're looking at, what we're trying to do. You know, the, the fact that Postacoglu talks to these players before they sign, tells them, get gets an idea whether they're the right fit, profile wise. And th- these are things that we have not done uh, consistently. We've got lucky. I, I'm not saying that we've got lucky signing Luka Modric or Gareth Bale or. But it's it's a it's I guess it's a form of luck for Bale, for example. He could have been sold at, yeah. at one point. But with Luka Modric, good scouting. With Berbatov, good scouting. We've we've done that in pockets. What we haven't done is is think about right. What are we trying to do here? Are we that desperate to win? Let's just win a League Cup. But the the, the season after, it's going to fall apart. That would have happened under Mourinho had he had he not been sacked, and we had won that game, which is would never have happened. But let's say it did. Okay, you've got your little league, league cup now. Now what? And I'm not demeaning winning a cup. I want a day out at Wembley. I want us to win something, have that fucking open bus parade and just feel feel that emotion. And, and it's But it means more if you're building towards something. So winning an FA Cup this season, for example, as difficult as that, as that might be, um, would consolidate what these players are doing. It yeah. would, it would, it, the pressure on them and the club would would change positively to think right. Okay, we've done that. We've we've proven we can see something to the end. Let's now look at that Premier League title 
and and think like and the fact we're having this conversation jack is 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 mad right 10 years ago 15 years ago we would be laughed at they'd be like what the what are they smoking like there's no way these spurs fans think they can win anything they're a mess but now it's it's it can be a reality it's just again there's a lot of variables to it the variables within the club on the pitch are top tier and it will just get better i've never thought i'd say that post Pochettino team that was one of my favorite teams in my lifetime even the teams that have won cups I would just say nah not interested that Poch team at the from defense to to all the way to the, the front two I fucking loved them but this team this early and maybe I'm going early on this I feel can surpass them and the way to do that would be to to sit through to the end and, and actually win something I mean, it's mad how many good players we have right now. Um, and it's 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 in part taken us by surprise. Ben Tanker, who, you know, had a kind of lukewarm set of reviews from Juventus fans and say like Serie A press, looks like one mm. of the best players in the Premier League. Pedro mm. Porro, who was jettisoned out of Manchester City, doing well in Lisbon, but... You know, sort of seen as a bit of a, a kind of maverick. All right, he's nippy. He can get down the byline. He can flick a cross in, but that's about it. Now looks like, dare I say, the best sort of right wing back in the world at the moment. Um, Christian Romero just he did, we, we have to the lads on Fighting Cock were talking about this yesterday. Hmm. We have to really. He really needs to be sat down and just needs to be spelled out to him just how important he is. And he really, really just needs to cut out the fucking yellow. It's a bit of a meme with him, but the yellow cards, mm. the suspensions, the red cards, he really needs to cut that shit out because he is so important to us. And I think I think Flav, and you know how much Flav loves his stats nowadays, but I think he said he's missed <laughs> 40% of the games that he could have potentially played this year, which is through, I think, through suspension, which just... yeah. He's got a neck because he's so good. You know, he's so good. Van der Ven, under, unbelievable. And we got James Madison to add back into the mix. We got Son Heung Min. <laughs> One of them. I saw somebody. I saw somebody complaining about Werner and the. You know, after Ollie Skip pinged that beautiful through ball to him. Um, shout out to Ollie Skip for that. And Werner kind of was edging into the box and just kind of dragged his shot wide. Yeah, yeah. And I saw what was, I, I'm not firing any shots at anybody. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said like, see, the thing is here, this is where Sonny fires that into the top corner. And it's kind of like, yeah, but mate, like <laughs> Sonny's one of the best players in the world, you know? Mm, I think we do mm. sometimes forget that. Like Sonny can do stuff that so few players can do really. Um so I don't think it's, it should be a stick to sort of beat somebody like Werner with that you're not as good as Son Heung-min. Um, but still, look, my point is that just we've got so many great players and you're right. Like it's 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 mad that it's it has arrived sort of ahead of schedule. But yeah, I think we just got to go with it. I think we just got to yeah, go yeah, with yeah. it and see, no doubt. see what happens from here because... I do just. I think there. I think some. I re, honestly, I really think something special is happening at Spurs. I really but that, do. But that's the mentality, Jack. That, that we we do need in in the moment. Like you, you, you know, you we bang on about winners' mentality, and I think what's what Postacoglu is curating there is that to, to the fact that their heads never go down. You know, the fact that they they stick to their the system and the style of play and that identity. You know, like because. You know, people say, "Well, surely you need a little bit of a plan B. Maybe you need to get play a little bit ugly in this moment to be fine." Yeah, sure, you need to be astute in the moment, no doubt. But there's something about sticking, and I know I'm really dumbing it down here about sticking to your guns and and, and playing the same way all the way through. But it 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 becomes second nature. It becomes instinctive. It it it. it you, it's almost like you're saying this is who we are. How much do you believe in that? Well, then just play that football. And the better we become, you know, we might lose a game, we might draw a game. But over time, 
you know, the the, the strength that you pull from that uh, will will be undeniable, especially if we can add more quality. And 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 I think it genuinely, it will be. It's, it'd be one of these things like when we truly, truly hit that form. That's like we're going to win the title this year. It will come down to how good a Man City that year. Yeah. How yeah. good a Liverpool that year. So again, there's certain there's certain things that are out of our control. So it's always been about be ready, be 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 the best that you can be. So that if if there are teams that that flux, we're going to smash it and run away with it. And if if it's a case of us going up against the likes of City, that's something brand new. Obviously, people say, "Oh, you bottled it." Well, okay, we're we're literally playing one of the most successful dominant teams in history. Um, it's not you know it's not going to be an easy thing. Um, it sounds like I'm making an excuse already about bottling the, the the league title against City next season. But the point would be that right now, in terms of the manager that we have and the way that he talks about everything at the club, the players himself, just the things that he says, I think there's um, there's a lack of fear, you know, um, at, at Spurs. It's it's it doesn't feel like it's fragile, like it can fall apart. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, you know, it, it's a tricky thing, right? You need the experience to fall back on. It's the thing that we keep hearing. But, you know, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's a mixture. Man United we, under Ferguson it had loads of youth players in amongst some experienced players. Sometimes things happen. They don't necessarily have to fall into the template of the past either. Sometimes things can happen that are just like how Leicester City is, is an example. How did that happen? You know, um, what well, just happened because of A, B, C, D, and E, and 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 Leicester just didn't give a shit, and there was no pressure on them. I think with Spurs, the pressure is mostly from the supporters. You know, the the pressure from the media is distorted because it's like, oh well, yeah, well Spurs are you know again they've they've had an opportunity and they've they've not done well enough. Right, this is the same Tottenham where you've tried to broker a deal for Harry Kane for ten years to get him mm. out. Of Spurs. This is the same Spurs that, that, for some reason, are belittled for being the one constant threat to that monopoly. Like every other club, it's like Brighton, way Brentford, whoa. Look at look at the example Wolves Villa now and Emery. Yeah, perfect example. And it's and listen, I'm not having a dig at those football clubs and their supporters. This, this is it's great for them. Can they sustain it? It would be my question. Probably not. Have Spurs sustained it? Yes, we have. Yeah. But unfortunately, or not unfortunately, the reality is sustaining it is is just it's a comfort zone. It can become a comfort zone. Um look, I'm not underplaying the fact that we became a Champions League football team, right? We fin we you know, we finished above Arsenal, God knows how many seasons on the trot, and we we're in a Champions League. Um, and that's where you need to be, and it's just making that jump up. And I think Spurs have grown up. And the financial fair play stuff all the things that we we kind of think are not important, unfortunately, they are important from yeah. the looks of it. Are going to be super important, um, and it's just now the question on Levy and the board and and you know, is do you have that ruthlessness to 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 go in for the kill when, when we when we need to go for the jugular and and really just you know I'm, I'm getting a bit. Um, uh, psychotic here like strangle the Premier League um, are we going to do it or are we going to say oh well you know we, we tried let's let's think like winners um, and, I, and I think we're on the right path I, I don't think I, I feel that we're on the right path with Postacoglu and, um, and and this team right now and, and again this is like half a season Jack <laughs> it's, half, mm. it's half a season and, and it's a very it's a very Tottenham thing to think. Oh, look! You you think you're going to win the league? You couple of melts. No, we're 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 very self-aware. We're not saying we're going to win the league. We're saying it it, it can it can happen. That it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But for for us, what we want to be is a team where people are like, yeah, they're they're the ones that you need to look out for this season. I think we're on the way. I think we are on the way, and it's just what we do. 
in the summer going into next season um, and hopefully the, the whole hamstring thing will go away as well just in terms of the, the way training has changed um, over the past several months you know under Postacoglu I'm sure that's got a lot to do with it um, so injury free season next season who's going to touch us like, be nice no if one. Pep left as well wouldn't it that would be a good one that would be like a nice summer present for us yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because people are like, oh, Postacoglu will go then. It's like, well, he probably won't. Like, they'll probably go for another project manager, younger guy, maybe Arteta, but it really depends on what, you know, those scumbags hopefully don't do, uh, you know, in, in the next year or two. But uh, Pep is, is an annoyance, but, you know, is what it is with City. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Oh, let's let's jump across, mate, to Brennan Johnson because that seems to be the the big talking point out the back of this Manchester United game. Um, a lot of he's not good enough negativity um, surrounding the young lad, and wasn't a good performance from him. I would say he hasn't been particularly good for the past few weeks. But can we, in like, in all truth, in all honesty, say that? He would probably have been playing as much as he is right now had it not been for all these injuries. I think Postacoglu has, has himself come out and said, the lad's a project. He's somebody that we're looking to bring into this team and become a part yeah. of this team and learn as he goes along, not a yeah. finished article signing as somebody like Timo Werner is that we've seen already and we've spoken about already um, today. Do you think people just need to get off his back a bit? I mean, where where do we draw that line between criticising a performance and then letting that bleed out into this player cost 40-odd million and he's useless? Yeah, that's great thing. Look, people think, um, people think, I get abuse all the time in the WhatsApp groups that I'm the the white knight of Tottenham Hotspur. I can't can't say anything bad about Spurs. And I've got an excuse for everything. It's that's it's a fallacy. Who's that? Is that Chris? I'm gonna get. Is that Chris? Is that Chris going? No, it's the fine cock uh, lads. It's it's the 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 and the Alex from Bristol's and the Thelonious Fields and the rest of them. And look, and it's a bit of a meme in itself, right? Because I play on on that kind of uh, persona. But I do do, for some reason I do do feel protective uh, about Spurs and the players. That's, that's well, not to should, say that really. Yeah, I mean, people would dispute. You know how you know. I think football's a weird thing when you, especially if you're at a game, and you watch how people get frustrated and and scream abuse at their own players. But then when that player scores, they celebrate, and it's like that's fine. That's what most people do at football games. They just let everything out, but they they want Spurs to win and they want the players to do well. I think it's easy to weaponize certain things for those narratives. Like it's easy for me. Like I was really supportive of Jed Spence. I thought he's a talent, right? But I don't know what goes on behind closed doors at training and the rest of it. And obviously, the guy has not been able to settle in at Tottenham or at Leeds, and now he's obviously gone to Genoa. Um, and it's just it's a disappointment. And people say it's a club signing. Like, why didn't we buy a player for Conte? Well probably because we worked out the Conte wasn't the right appointment in the first place. It was a complete clusterfuck. So we bought someone that we thought we could develop and that's not worked. With Brennan Johnson, it's been approved by Ange Postacoglu, right? It's been some, someone that's come in with his approval. 
and yeah, he shouldn't be playing all these games. He should be coming in and, and in rotation and slowly bedding in. Now, people say, why are we spending 40 million plus on a project player when we should be buying a finished article player? Well, is Saar finished article? Is Udoki finished article? You know, they are far, they're way ahead of, of Johnson because they feel they, they look and play at a, a far higher level and with more maturity. But that's not to dismiss us spending money on a play that could be worth $100 million in a few years. And I'm not saying that because it's a good thing for the club to have a, a player of that valuation. I mean, it, it is a good thing from a football perspective because it means he's a world-class player if he's worth that. Actually, probably not in this day and age because you... Just need to look at the Chelsea squad. Um, so with Johnson, yeah, he's don't weaponize him into this. Not everything has to be about fucking Daniel Levy either. Like there's this thing where everything has to go back to it being boardroom and the club. Sometimes bought a player in. Let's just think about what that player is giving the team. I personally think that Johnson gets into threatening positions. I think I think he's he's uh, positioning isn't that bad it's that he doesn't look confident and play with conviction in terms of what he's looking to do with that ball sometimes he'll deliver an assist and it's and it's great but it's not consistent and i think that's just that raw um it's just just he's just a raw footballer um that that has a that has been chucked in at the deep end and has been asked to, to, to play consistently, and he's probably not at that level at the moment. For a multitude of reasons, coming up from Forest to play at, play at Spurs, it's a completely different... No disrespect to Nottingham Forest, but it's a completely different... Disrespect to uh, Who cares? <laughs> yeah, chop those trees down. So, um, <laughs> so, so with the Johnson thing, to say he's a waste of money, get him out of the club, my eyes do the talking, oh, I don't need stats, I can see that he's shit. Well, he's not actually shit, is he? I mean, he's... he's frustrating if you want to be playful you can say yeah. he's played poorly and he's not he doesn't make the right decisions and he hasn't got that punch you know um, i'm not comparing him to deli ali by the way but but in terms of personality if you look at you know you could compare deli ali to genus genus had a genus was a supreme athlete on the pitch right but he 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 had traits missing arrogance um that that kind of consistency with believing in yourself all of the time but Delhi had that from the start, but that's just the way Delhi was built, right? And with Johnson, you can see he's a good footballer, but his touch and 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 his movement and whatever else. But what he's lacking at the minute is just just the end product, which is the most important thing. So it's it's a learning curve for him. It's growing pains for him. Uh, when we've got a full strength team, he definitely doesn't start. And then, and then we we can we can develop him in the in the right way. We in this day and age, in terms of Spurs, I'm not saying we're, we're gonna not make mistakes in the transfer market, but I, I do not believe he's a mistake. Um, like I said, Madison in the team maybe doesn't need to run forty yards. Maybe he can he can play differently and and expect that diagonal ball from Madison or whatever, um, and then have less time to think as most footballers. Just look at Richarlison, how much better he is when it's instinctive and he's got a split second to react. Ball is in the back of the net. It's just we just have to accommodate a lot of things. So, yeah, it's Twitter, it's social media, it's whether you're in the pub or at the ground, you can have the same opinion. It isn't, isn't centric to being online, but having constant binary, um, uh, kind of conclusions is a bit, it's a bit jarring. Sometimes you're right though. Mate, you've got a 50-50 chance of being right about a player. <laughs> you either know he's going to be really good or he's not. And even players that are really good, um, people argue about, well, is he really is he better than him? Would he get into our team if he's fit? So that's the beauty of football. It's that we all watch the same thing, but we all have different perceptions. It's just that, personally, some perceptions I find just a little bit distorted and a bit disturbing to, to be fair because I, I i refuse to believe people are that angry about everything all of the time i and and to take it out on young players that have come in um i wrote about this and i mentioned i might have mentioned it on twitter michael carrick got abuse when he first came 
Luka Modric, what the fuck is he doing out on the left? He's shit. Bale, what the fuck? He hasn't won for 23 games. Um, and and you can you can pick out these players, you know, and and sometimes it isn't it doesn't snap immediately, and yeah, it's great buying players that, that that hit the ground running, but sometimes they don't. Sometimes there's potential, and 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 we just have to be supportive of the kid. And I'm sure my opinion doesn't matter at the end of the day. I'm not at Hotspur away training these guys. If he's not, if he if he turns out not to be the right signing. Okay, we move on. No one's going to score points off the back of this, you know, unless you've got money on it. Like, it doesn't, it, it, there's no win. The only person that loses really is, is the club and therefore us if the player isn't a success. I just think it's way too early to to pass judgment on, on stuff like this. You just got to look at Porro. You mentioned him. They wanted him out. Some people lost in the summer. Mm. He's not going to fit into a Postacoglu team. Destiny's not going to fit into a Postacoglu team. It's like uh, maybe like Postacoglu's a better coach than you are a commentator. Like just maybe sometimes you don't need to have an opinion. Mm. <laughs> maybe sometimes just wait and see. It might take one game. It might take ten games. It might take forty games. You know what? What, what is the actual rush? I know uh, there's a constant impatience for obvious reasons, but. Come on, we, we 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 need we need to we need to entertain context now and again. It would be my uh, my own punditry on uh, on on that. Looking ahead, mate. Yes. Just kind of in in closing, because I don't want to take too much more of your time. Manchester oh. Manchester City at home, often a, a good fixture for Tottenham Hotspur in yeah. the FA Cup. Yeah. I'm sort of on the side of the argument that I'm happy to get, you know, some people, how oh, I just want to buy. It would have been nice to have had Maidenhead. It would have been, don't get me wrong. That would have been nice. But equally, I wasn't cursing my luck getting Manchester City because chances are sooner or later you're going to have to play them or Liverpool or maybe both of them <laughs> if you're going to go on and win the FA Cup. I'm not really averse to getting this one out of the way ASAP. Um, hmm. If we win it, Massive boost for us. We're into the next round of the FA Cup and the momentum mm. and the good vibes continue. We lose to Manchester City in the fourth round of the FA Cup. Well, you know, we didn't go very deep into the competition. feels like we haven't yeah. lost much per se. And it's Manchester City who are probably going to go on and win it anyway if we don't. Um, however, it would be nice to do them, wouldn't it? It would be nice oh, to like... It would be amazing. Turn them over. I think that would really suddenly be a hang on moment, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, the whole thing about eighty-four shots on goal, no, no, no goals for City at, at Spurs in recent games. You know, it just it feels like another thing, like the the United game. You know, with Rashford not scoring at home this season, and you know, every time a commentator mentions something like that, it's like, oh, here we go. You know, they're about to break that chinx. Um, it's not an easy game. I spoke to when I was speaking to Adam about this, Adam Nathan. Um, early in the season it might be last season actually like sometimes the FA Cup is a bit of a lottery in who you get you know if you're going to like well, I think we're going to win the cup this season we can go on a cup run we're good enough to go on a cup run and you've got Man City away in the third round you're like okay well they're, they're that guy you know it, it's you know if you're going to win the cup you're going to have to you're probably going to have to beat City at some point on the way maybe possibly um, so it is a bit of a lottery in terms of the draw Um I'm philosophical about it because it's just the way I'm built. I would, I want us to beat them. It's my birthday on 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 that Friday as well. I'm not going to the game, which I'm gutted about. Is what it is, but I'll take a win. Um, but if we don't win, it is Man City. You know, Kevin, Kevin's back. Obviously, he's back just in with, time for with this his game. Big hair. With his yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Um. I'm just jealous, um, but the the point being is that then we can we can focus on that on Champions League and top three, top two, top one, whatever you know. But rather than say it like that, because then I'm 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 anchoring myself to can we win the title? We can we can look ahead to the rest of the season in regelling all the missing players, all the missing parts, and really seeing what, because early early games, early ten games, ah, oh, Tottenham were lucky. They won. They won in injury time. Uh, VAR. V- 
I think now we're a different team to that starting team. And having everyone back functioning, I completely agree, we're going to be dangerous and we're not going to lose many games. And and that in itself might be the story of our season, regardless of where we finish. It's how quickly everything has fallen into place. Beat City, and yeah, you know, you can you can start singing the Aussie's going to Wembley, his knees are gone all trembling. And, you know, we've got an adventure. I like that. Potentially. Um, it's not original though I've nicked it from somewhere um, but the the point being is it's it's not do or die as much as you know no doubt another season without winning anything it's mate it's a season where I am in love with my football club again it's a season where everyone I know is in love with Tottenham again everybody's hyped and buzzy and there's an energy isn't and that is the main thing really if it's we all the want a day in the sun, that we all want a day in the sun. I get that. Yeah. I want it more than yeah. anything. I wanted to win that Champions League more than anything. It fucking broke me when we, when that final went the way that it did. But it's great, like you say. Now, now we now we've got Tottenham back again. The past four or five years, as I was, I was saying to Billy T on here, like before, sometimes when I get like you know anxious sleep when I wake up in the middle of the night, two three o'clock in the morning. The safe place <laughs> for me to sort of drift back to sleep has always been. Let me just um, let me just think about Spurs. Think about like you know <laughs> the amazing times. It's think about are. the you know maybe winning something this season or whatever. Past four or five years, it's not been that right. If anything, that's horrible. added to the anxiety thinking about Spurs. Yeah, now, horrible, mate. like you say, we just exist in this bubble where, and I I mean this honestly. Had we lost to United, I wouldn't be feeling any differently right now. I would still just be thinking. We've got Spurs back. We've got uh, we've got an identity again. That United team had nothing. They got absolutely nothing. What type of football mm. do they play? Who no, are their big exactly. characters? What do they do? What sort of a threat are they? But they, they none mm. of that. We've like you say, we've got camaraderie. We've got a, a vision. We've got a plan, and we're just fun. It's fun watching the team again, and that's that's the main thing, isn't it? That you want from from football. Sport is. It's, if you get the payoff, if you get the cup, if you get the day in the sun, great. That's like that's the end of it. But he, here's here's the twist. Here's the plot twist. Because like normally, I would say I would I would fall back into my fighting cock uh, original mode and say, you know, it, it is about belonging. It is about how the club, how the team, how the players make you feel, and and it, and it's the most important thing because when you're going to games, you you want a sense of, you know, there's there's. There's a reason for, for for this beyond just being a football supporter and taking the bad times with the good times. That there there, there is something about us, and and every club wants that. Not every club will will have that. They'd have it on a different scale, perhaps in lower leagues, and different ambitions. You know, finishing mid table in the Premier League might be a big thing for a football club. I get that, but for Spurs, just thinking about Tottenham, belonging and feeling like the, that everything is working is so important and that doesn't happen often the club and the chairman and the board have let us down with non-footballing decisions whether it's been the, the covid lockdown stuff um and uh, the super league and all the other things necessary evils maybe in 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 some quarters it's all it's felt so detached and the football and conte who was like a consultant terrorist of some ilk the like thought terrorist where he just Every presser will just pull you into an abyss. Um, and he was meant to be the catalyst. I backed him as the catalyst of change, but he just obviously was it, it, it was the wrong thing to do because he was not the right fit for, for the football club. And now that everything is in place and we've got all that, the plot twist is I want us to win everything. I want us to win so many fucking trophies that you never see a, 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 a white and red shirt out in the open again they just disappear they just become have you ever heard of those arsenal fans what's what's one of them i've never seen one of them in the wild that much you know from a completely selfish and entitled point of view i want us to fucking destroy everything and break football that could have happened with the champions league final and we could have retired off the back of that but now i'm greedy in a nice way but not in a foamy foaming at the mouth way you know, I'm not going to have well, a go at anyone or way. attack anyone. No, I just, I just, I want to be happy and content with my team, but I, I also want that that 
pressure of needing to win every game. And that's a discomfort a lot of us are not used to and we struggle with. We struggle with it now when we drop points. Oh, season's done. Mate, it's like the, the, the 11th game of the season. Like, what, what, calm down. Like, what's the matter with you? Just chill out. It's, it's early days. And that's just how people deal with football. So, yeah, belonging is everything. Winning is the level we need to step up to. And uh, um, it, at this point, I can't, I can't look at the team and think that we won't. We will definitely be in amongst it for the next few seasons and, and maybe beyond that. But right now, keep playing how we're playing, keep evolving how we're, how we're evolving. And <sighs> happy days, mate. It's just happy days being a Tottenham fan. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.